He rose and went back to Cat. She looked no better than she had 20 minutes before. Did you call the department? Yes. Then I'll have to go. I'm supposed to be on leave. She didn't seem surprised. Take my car. She handed him the keys. I need to go to the beach after I finish here, so you can meet me down in Florence if you like. What do you hope to find at the beach? Cleansing. She looked past him. You'd better go. I can hear their sirens. So could he, and they were still a distance away. Her hearing was as good as his, and his was moon-enhanced. How will you get there if I take your car? She shrugged, as if it wasn't important. And maybe it wasn't. Or maybe she simply intended to hitch a lift from someone. Florence is a reasonably big place, he added. With lots of ocean frontage, how are you going to find me? I'll find you, believe me. Oddly enough, he did. Will you be all right? She looked at him. Deep in the green depths of her eyes, he saw a suffering so profound, he had to fight the urge to reach out and comfort her. We both have curses we have to live with, she said softly. And in many ways, mine is much worse than yours. Nothing could be worse than losing your soul to an animal every full moon. What do you mean? She rubbed a hand across still damp eyes. I'll explain later. You need to go. Right now. What he needed was an explanation. But the sirens were drawing closer, and Benton's blood pressure would go haywire if he found Ethan here. I'll see you at the beach, he said, and walked away. Cat waited until the rumble of the Mustang's engine had faded, then dialed the hotel. Gwen answered on the third ring. I'm sorry, Cat, she said. I wish I could have warned you. No amount of warning could have helped ease the horror of what she'd felt in that room. Bile rose, and she closed her eyes, fighting the need to vomit, fighting the tears pressing past closed eyelids. I needed to go in without any preconceptions. We both know that. Gwen sighed. So what did you feel? What didn't she feel?